Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here, host of the Common Sense Show. Glad you could join us. As you know, we like to think of ourselves as the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And it's time for our monthly update on the economy with our resident economic expert, Bob Kudla of Trade Genius Academy. And uh, a lot has been happening in China, Bob. Welcome to the show. But I'd kind of like to get your take on what's happening in China and, and what kind of fallout you see that happening for investors here in America. Yeah, hey Dave. Uh, happy New Year. It took us to the end of the month to hook up, but yeah, wow, we are. Yeah, it's loaded. Yeah, so, so here, China. Here's China. You know, my mantra has always been that the um, nothing matters but the Fed. But this is a this is either a black bat event instead of a black swan event, or this was uh, just something a little bit more nefarious. So, you know. My view is this, is if if the infection rates outside of China continue to accelerate over a long period of time, or the deaths occur at a higher rate than expected, and that we have a um, uh, the wrong people dying, I think we'll have a, I think we're breaking up here, Dave. Yeah, I, you might be right. I mean, does China's misfortune help America's fortune economically? I, well, I, my view is China's dead. So uh, this is not going to help them at all. They're the most they're the most debt laden country in the world by factors of they make they make Japan look like uh, they're frugal, and now their 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 whole purpose in life is is to export manufacturing. And just this weekend, they shut down Foxconn. And J and J, I saw that another big facility, and and that's going to cause people to be very very concerned for for two reasons. One is that are the Chinese lying to us again? Number one and number two is people are saying, do I put all my eggs in the China basket? And 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 uh, it plays right into President Trump's hands of, hey, you need to probably bring some of your supply chain home here. Yeah, so I think from America's standpoint is is that yeah, our their misfortune will be. Our gain, unless this truly becomes a a pandemic that people can't get their arms around. Yeah, we're dealing with a lot of unknowns with this virus. I mean, it's it's extremely potent in China, but that doesn't mean by the time it self-replicates and comes here that it's going to lose its punch. Let's hope that's the case. But uh, I almost think that their misfortune is America's fortune. I mean, aren't they going to have to turn to us now more for agriculture than ever before? And is that reflected in this new trade agreement? Well, yeah, the, I guess the phase one calls for more ag purchases, but that just that just puts on top of the fact that they, they couldn't manage their pig population. You know, the virus that's going around their, their swine herd is just absolutely incredible. You know, the, 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 the hygiene and the corruption and, and the way in which that culture views cleanliness is 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 180 the way things are viewed in the west exactly and and and, you know they live close to these animals they eat live animals there's so many ways in which things shouldn't happen happen there because of the just the way in which things are viewed and so yeah they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna have to buy basically they have to resupply their whole pork uh production capability from the beginning and they're having a problem with their uh, grain crops too. That's been less, you know, prevalent, but they're also struggling there as well. So Chinese China is not in a position of strength, Dave. Why? That's. I'm sorry for the Chinese. I mean, they are God's children. They are human beings. But 
but I'm happy for our manufacturers, for our agriculture industry, because well, this is what one person told me yesterday. He thinks China's going to have to relocate a lot of their manufacturing here. Do you think that's true? Uh, uh, well, I think they'll do more and more, just like the Europeans had to and the Japanese had to to maintain, uh, right. you know, uh, access to our markets. I think I think Trump's just barreling ahead here. And to your last comment about them being God's creature and no misfortune, this might be a blessing in disguise that if this washes away the Communist Party and they have a different structure going forward, this might be this might be fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I hear what you're saying. I've got a friend who's an expert on China, and he told me in this regard, if this virus does what he thinks it's going to do, he said this is the end of the Communist Party. I, I got a videotape I put up on my website. It was from an average person, just a, a, a like a young man in his 20s, and he went off on the Chinese government and their mismanagement. And I'm thinking, he's risking his life, but this is spreading all throughout China. Hong Kong's in rebellion, Taiwan is moving on, and it looks like the mainland now is kind of catching up to where Hong Kong was at. Hey, I, I interrupt this for one second here. I have a dog going crazy. Give me one second, please. Okay. All right. We're talking with Bob Kudla from Trade Genius Academy, and you can tell this is a live interview um, coming from my studio, but Bob's coming from his workplace, and uh, why he straightens out uh, who let the dogs out. Uh, just let you know here, we're talking about China, and we're talking about the impact on our economy, the impact on our investments. We're going to get to that here in just a minute. And uh, fascinating interview here because uh, uh, let's just hope the virus stops there. I hope it will. But uh, let's uh, hope that our farmers have good fortune, our investors have good fortune. And let's hope this, as Bob said, brings the Communist Party to their knees and they'll be more reasonable, both with their own people and with us. Hey, I'm, I'm back. I okay. had a... The co- the communists were at the door, and I had them. <laughs> I, I had to quiet them. Okay. So, uh, so anyway, now I know who runs the house in my house. It's when when the wife leaves, the dogs get mad. But so I apologize, everybody, for that. But I got, um, I got two puppies, Bob. I know what you mean, and the wife is not home. So <laughs> I I got the playpen out and back, and that's where they're out until we're done. But. Uh, so so what do you think all this means when we add it up and I want to get into how how trade genius is doing in this environment is reflective of the environment but um, what if you were to encapsulate everything that's going on in China right now how is this going to impact us overall besides agriculture well I think look China is is, is the second largest economy in the world and if they suffer greatly it'll it'll absolutely have a sucking effect on the world economy, which will have an effect on us. But we're the, and we've talked about this before, we're, we're the one-eyed king in the land of the blind. So the people, <laughs> the people, the people, the people are going to suffer first are, are going to be the other exporting countries to China. Like Europe is in big trouble if China implodes. Mm-hmm. Okay. And for us, you know, because we're more service, people don't realize only 14% of our GDP comes from trade. So we literally, we literally could shut trade down and be just inconvenienced. Whereas China, it's 40%. And China has to import food and they have to import um, medicines and they have to import energy. So they're going to suffer a little bit. And, you know, so if you look around the world, you know, the, the BRIC countries, except for Russia, would be in big trouble. And Europe's in huge trouble. And then I think the United States will, will have... A, 
what I would call inconveniences, but nothing to the extent everybody else will have. Sure. So my view has always been that we're going to go into recession in 2021. That's political as much as anything else, because second term of a president, and you heard that correctly, second term of a president always turns into a push it down. And, and so they can wipe some of the excesses out so that party can try to stay in power for the next election cycle. And so... You brought something up really interesting to me. You said second term of a president. And one of the sidebars to that I'm noticing is I would think an impeachment trial could have a devastating effect on an economy, particularly the investment market. But it's not because people aren't taking this seriously, are they? No, it's a joke. Everybody knows it's partisan and he's not going to get impeached. Even if you hate the president. There's no votes for it. So this, so this is all just some sort of Japanese kabuki theater. I think their, 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 their role here is to simply try to uh, to try to damage the president. But, geez, I listened to testimony this morning and it just they, they look like amateur hour, you know, going against uh, the lawyers that that Trump has laying out the case. So they, they just don't look they just didn't look prepared. They, they just look they look petulant. And, you know, really, it's just going to come down to, uh, you know, how's the economy doing going into the second half of the year? And and I think even even if things start going bad now, like I said, if it goes pandemic, then, hey, you know, I'll bet you're off the table because everybody's sitting in their home. They're not spending any money. But absent of that, the Fed is not stopping spending money. They're just going to continue to keep this alive. Look, the central banks had an epiphany last year saying, wait a minute, Trump's probably okay. I don't think we want any of these crazies on the left because that'll absolutely destroy our power. And I think they made a bet on Trump. And that's why you start to see the floodgates just open up. Yeah, but that helps the average person. It does. Yeah, look, the average person's doing fine. You know, I, I use the same methodology that you use. I look at my life, you look at your life, I look at my family's life, I look at what they're doing. You know, I look at around my neighbors, you know, everybody's working. I talk to everybody. Anybody's business is suffering. No, 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 no. You know, and, uh, you know, the chief complaint people have, and I think everybody has it, is get your arms around the healthcare spending. You know, and uh, Russia, this Russia-Ukraine thing is a sideshow. I think people are like, hey, you know, we're not so interested in getting into more wars. Trump wants to get out of the wars. I think that's where a lot of this impeachment is coming from is that he's upsetting people's gravy trains that had these things running for years and years and years and thought they were going to plug it in for another eight with Hillary. And and that's being upset. And Trump has to do it. For the folks listening, the only way we get out of this thing anywhere close to being alive is that we're going to eventually going to have to slow defense spending down, whether we like it or not. And look, I'm a Marine Corps officer. Okay, but we don't have to be everywhere fighting every war for every reason. And we have to kill trade. And Trump's working on both those things. These things, they have to do those things. And people that have made money from both those things over a long period of time do not like the change in the status quo. But it's coming. It's going to be imposed upon us or we take it and and get in front of it. And I think that's what uh, that's what Trump's going to do. And so and I think if he pulls it off. I think we'll probably be okay. And and I have a view, if, if you don't mind me monologuing for a second, I think the Federal Reserve now has made a decision to expand the balance sheet probably through the next eight or nine years to get, get people through the baby boomer bulge. 
you know, and, and just continue to spend and then just keep evaluating, evaluating inflation versus the deficit. And, and I think that's what we're going to see. The only thing that we can't predict is things come out of left field, like what's going on in China. You mean with the virus? With the virus. Yeah. Uh, you know, the I went through some figures um, recently, and um, there's a lot of hysteria out there. But what I'm kind of getting is the infection rate's high, the transmissibility rate in the first generation's high. It's too soon to say what it is in second, third, and fourth when it mutates and turns over. But it's in China. And by the time it gets here, it would be the most unusual virus in history if it mutated at the same rate. And so I don't think we're going to have nearly the issues here that they have in China. Yeah, a lot of people are saying that. my fingers crossed, Bob. Yeah, a lot of people are saying that. I don't know enough about it. The only thing that is really puzzling to me is that this virus had a um, a ground zero at the same place that they had the, um, the the only stage four microbiology lab in China, and and in last year they arrested Canadian um, arrested Chinese scientists that were working in the Canadian lab on the coronavirus. So there's a lot of interest in that, and um, and so it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me at all if there was some sort of accident or an experiment that went wrong and um, or could be bats, but the Chinese have responded this, this, to this infection at, a, a, at an unprecedented level. I mean, literally trying to ward off five to 6% of their population, you know, that's unheard of. And, and uh, so I don't think we're getting, I don't think we're getting nearly the level of transparency that they always promise in terms of the infection rates. The infection rates of people coming out of the country suggest that the infections inside the country are probably on a magnitude of a hundred X as what they're they're sharing with people. I would agree. I would totally agree. I mean, Hong Kong's in a national, in a, I mean, a citywide emergency now. Taiwan is approaching it, um, so it's it's virulent there. Uh, but there's just so many unknowns. But I agree with you. It's with because it's by their their equivalent to Fort Detrick where this was ground zero. It's either complicity to depopulate their own people, that's one theory, or it's carelessness. The easy out there is carelessness. Yeah, and, and I don't want to pres- you know, you know, pres- prescribe any, any intentions there. All I'm saying is that for us not to think that's a possibility is naive on our part, and, and the fact that they reacted in such a way just kind of blows me away, you know, that... Uh, that you know, I mean, building hospitals in two or three weeks. I mean, that doesn't tell me that there's only a thousand people infected. You can move those people, put them in ambulances, and send them all over the country. You know, the fact that they're trying to build these huge hospitals, run by the army, by the way, uh, should just tell you all you need to know. Are they hospitals or are they hospices? <laughs> well, we don't know that. Yeah, they're using AbbVie's HIV drug to support the respiration too. So this is similar to a SARS virus where where it really attacks the lungs pretty hard. And uh, so we'll know more in a couple weeks. We'll have to see what happens here in the United States to see how virulent the strain is. And that that's that, that's what will affect us. If not, we're gonna have look. We're due for a correction, Dave, and we're getting one. You know, you just can't go straight up. For, for and and push half a trillion dollars into the into the economy through the central banks and not have some sort of of, of sell-off and you know we're due for a five to ten percent correction and we're getting it 
And then, like I said, our algorithm saw that. We, we put some long-term uh, put trades on for everybody for the end of February. And then we put some trades on for the weekend and that um, that paid off handsomely today. I sent you some notes from some yeah, of the people. So let's, let's get into that a little bit here, too, because your investors are benefiting. So my audience wants to know how they're doing it. Yeah, so we see, I think a common thing I told you, we saw, we reported to people that, hey, in the beginning of the year that the marijuana stocks were going to get some sort of lift, and that indeed happened, and we caught a couple of those trades pretty nicely, and I'm not sure if I sent you, I think I may have sent you those slides, that's uh, some of the moves that, that some of the, the marijuana stocks had, and in fact, in today, some of them are actually positive, so they're, 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 the, the market moves kind of like a like a tide and money's moving into that sector and even with the market selling off people are moving money into that sector and that's the same with the miners and the metals and it's been palladium and platinum have been moving the strongest and they've made incredible moves that we ran up on uh, in, and now with china they'll pull back but as soon as the chinese infection dissipates you know we'll be getting back into those again and and that those trades are just been they've just been paying us over and over and over again. So we're staying with our theme that the, the central banks are going to continue to try to debase the currency and the money is going to be made in, in what we call the hard asset stocks, you know, stocks that mine the metals and the precious metals. And when China recovers some, the industrial metals as well. And so that's what we're doing. Well, I noticed on the charts, though, there were some quick turnarounds in profits. Is that is that typical across the board, or was that unique to Trade Genius? Uh, well, it, it's actually unique to us. And, you know, we, we tend to try to be in trades from like four to seven days, but these moves have been so spectacular that we've been making our targets in one to two days on some of these things. So, but, you know, our view is we like to be a swing trader, and... Uh, you know, we're looking to try to get people, you know, hey, you know, 3% a week kind of in, in gains in terms of the trades that we take. And we've been pretty consistent in that in that, in that, that end for the last couple of years. And the reason being is this, the algorithm sees buy signals and uh, tells you when momentum's moving in, you buy, and then sell signals when it's telling you that the reversals are gonna happen. Sure. And we hop off. So that's simply what we do all the time Dave there's no big mystery to it it's just that we have a process and we follow it and people make money most of the time well what I what I like about your approach and it's unlike a lot of approaches I see with investment firms or education firms that tell people how to do it is they go for the quick big kill and that's just not reality I mean you might swing for the fences and get a home run once in a while but the steady hitter who has a consistent swing is the one that ends up knocking it out of the park the most. And it looks like your your approach to 3% profit a week is is reasonable, but profitable in the long run. Yeah, I mean, if you're always chasing the shiny nickel, you're going to get burned. So you just look for things and, and sectors that money's moving into, and then you just continue to ride those waves, kind of like a radio wave, you know, they it has a kind of a life of its own. And if you're not greedy, you just keep taking the trading, hopping off, take the trade, hop off, and you just work your way through until that sector is no longer undervalued, and then you look for the next trade. 
Sorry, I didn't get the cough button in time here. <laughs> We're going through our own stuff here. But I think that's right on the money with what you're saying there. I really like that approach because, you know, it's just kind of like a used car salesman. Hey, hey, come here and do this, and you're going to get 50% in a week. That's not reality. But I do have an overall question for you. Do you have any figures that tell us how you guys have done since Trump has become president in terms of rate of return, um, rate on investment? Yeah, I get. Oh, yeah. We started we started tracking the the trade genius trades uh, uh, almost two years ago. So the, the track record that I sent you reflects reflects two years worth of trading activity. So um, so it's been pretty good. On average, the trades have been gaining seven percent on seven days of trading. So uh, uh, that's not bad. That's a so, percent a day. Yeah, yeah. On average, so a little bit less because it's seven trading days, but. Uh, but yeah, so it's, it's really good. And so uh, um, and Trump's been very supportive of the markets. And so there's been tremendous opportunities for us. But it really doesn't matter to us too much. So when the market turns over, like I said, we, we went ahead and, and showed people how they could trade the broad index to the short side. And the people that followed our trade have made money anywhere between being up 80% to being up 500% over the weekend. You know, uh, we just had a sense that the more people thought about the uh, the virus scare, uh, the mar- markets would would open substantially down on Monday because nobody really trusts anything, and those news came out pretty pretty bad. And so we think, you know, probably the rest of this week, and then going into next week, we'll probably see uh, you know people saying, okay, you get kind of immune to these things after a while, Dave, sure. and then the news the news has to be more worse, if you will. You know, for it to push the market down again, and the Fed pushed fifty billion dollars into the market again today. So this is how it goes. And so will the Fed keep pushing into the market? It's going to be hard for it to sell off until the Fed's done pushing in the market, or inflation gets to a point where they have to stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that uh, yeah, it has to stop. Will be well. And I also think too, I'll step aside and say this: if a world event, let's say that. The virus, since we're on this topic, let's say it goes crazy and they start shutting down air travel. That's when you'd start to see an effect, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. Look, when they start canceling events and people stop going to restaurants, and uh, in fact, I was already putting slides together for people to look out, you know, keep an eye out on McDonald's, watch Starbucks, watch Carnival Cruise Lines, uh, watch the airline stocks. They're all going to tell you whether or not there's there's going to be a general fear you know in the market where people just aren't going to go out to eat and they're going to try to stay home and things like that so just keep an eye on and then the international companies like Starbucks and McDonald's have very very big presence in in China and so does Apple and so you have to keep an eye on that and you know shutting down Foxconn is huge cuz i think they're supplier of parts to Apple so so you know when those inventories run out they even if Apple's having a great year, and they, but they can't, if they can't produce their, their phones, their stock's going to suffer. And so those are the things you have to, you have to keep an eye on. Is there any talk of um, you guys taking a look at uh, pandemic planning, for example, like uh, investing in companies that make surgical gloves or the N95 masks, or have, have you had any discussions along those lines? Yeah, in the chat room, a lot of people were talking about it. I... I, I stayed away from them because a lot of them are very small companies, but some of the guys in there made, you know, three, 
you know, um, three or four dollar trades on basically 50, 60, 70 percent gains on a stock called APT. I told people to take a look at a stock called ABV, ABBV. They're using that in China. And so um, maybe Johnson & Johnson's coming out with a vaccine for it. So yeah, so we watched some of that stuff, but in our experience that, um, you know, these story stocks, they they have a very short life. And so um, so we tend to not be speculators at Trade Genius because you need something that's a little bit more durable. So if something comes from this that looks like it's changing the zeitgeist, then, then we'll start looking at things to own for a while. Okay. You know, but but right now, you know, like they said, APT makes the masks. Well, today, Israeli company says we make really good masks, too. So at some point, competition races in and these story stocks can't make it. So unless it's a biology, biological company, you know, that um, that can make something that's pretty cool, then, you know, like BCRX is a stock like that. You know, so we're watching some of those things, but I tend to not trade them. Yeah, and I, I see what you're saying because th- this uh, whole virus thing is so fluid, you really can't depend on outcomes. So I, I, I get it. I, I know where you're coming from on that. Well, let, let's talk about the business a little bit now. We talked about the economy, health-related effects, and so forth. But let's turn our attention to Trade Genius. You guys are obviously doing well. I mean, that's come through in this discussion. So uh, uh, you guys make some offerings to the public and you allow the public to come in and share in what you're doing. Let's talk about that aspect. Yeah, so what we do at Trade Genius is we educate and we inform, and we do that by putting together a whole series of training packages on how to trade, number one. But number two, not only do we teach you how to fish, but we actually throw you some fish. So we we provide trade signals, and we provide uh, uh, chat rooms. We have two chat rooms open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You know, we have crypto and we have stocks. The cryptos have been doing really well. We trade GPTC a lot, and they're getting a bid here because they're watching the action in the um, with the political sphere, if you will, and then we have that having coming. So we have those rooms where people can ask any question they want, and then we divided the rooms up into a room called a coaching room for people that have a lot of questions that they feel uncomfortable asking in a general audience. And they get a little bit more hand-holding from myself or Phil. Or if they uh, are pretty advanced traders and want to do some special things, we have a room called the VIP room where people can actually go in and uh, and talk about some trades that probably aren't appropriate for most people, some more advanced option trades and stuff like that, where we'll talk to them about that. And then the last thing we do is in, in Orlando, February um, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, we, have, uh, we do on-site on, on-site live training where Phil and myself are spending three days teaching people all the way from, you know, basically what is a stock market all the way through advanced concepts of, of trading futures. So, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and there's still a couple seats available for that if people are interested, contact us. But we tend to keep the room small, 25 to 30 people. And we, we do three or four days a year around the country and good chance to see our customers and, uh, and at the same time, uh, give people a really, really deep dive for people that want to learn how to trade themselves and not just rely on us. Yeah, I like the, I like the part where you're teaching the independence. And see, that's the part that separates you from investment companies is that you throw them bones, like you said, or you throw them fish, but you also teach them how to do it themselves. You, you breed independence. Yeah, and one thing too is also, Dave, we actually have the indicators 
right on the software that people can use. One thing called we call it the profit ribbon. It's so clear to you that there's a there's a buy opportunity here, or hey, it's probably getting to a point where you should probably close it. And then, Dave, what we always do for your listeners is we provide a uh, significant discount Great. On, on access to the room. So, uh, you know, we have um, if you want to buy things individually, we have a w- winter special, and people can get forty percent off, or they can go into the bundles and and trade the different bundles. And we've had the profit ribbon connected with our our general basic package here for the last ninety days since we released it. But now we're going to start selling that separately. So after February first. You're gonna to have to buy that separately in addition to access, you know, if you want it. So if you if you want to join us now is the time. Right. You'll be able to save, you'll be able to save some money over over into the future. Well, that sounds really good. So the the coupon code, as we call it in the business, is winter, and I, I think the special is what forty percent off non bundled items, correct? Right, and if they want a bundled item, they can just pick one through six what works for them. You can call us, you can chat with us, you can email us, and but everything's done by the end of the month, Dave. Let's give out some contact information. Yeah, so go to tradelikeagenius.com. When you go there, there's our phone number sitting there, our our chat sitting there, and uh, you can contact us uh, uh, via email, same place. So just go check us out at tradelikeagenius.com. Fantastic. So again, to repeat that, uh, the coupon code to take advantage of this 40% off non-bundled sale is WINTER. And uh, if I remember right, your sales expire at the end of the month, so that'll be, what, the 30th at midnight? Is that correct? Yeah, and normally we do Saturday night, but I'm, I'm hopping on an airplane uh, and heading to Orlando. So uh, Friday night, the 30th, is when it's going to end. Okay, very good. Well, as always, this has been intriguing, and certainly the uh, virus has thrown a little monkey wrench into our discussion today, but I think you handled it well, and you've been right all along about China being dead. You called it la- you called it two years ago, actually, and now this is all coming to fruition, and Americans are winning, and we're winning under Trump, and uh, your people are doing great with Trade Genius, and I'll extend that invitation to people again. Winter is the coupon code, 40% off the non-bundle, good through midnight, January 30th. Bob, thanks for joining us here on The Common Sense Show. Look forward to chatting with you next month. Great, Dave. Thanks for having me. Take care. Bye-bye.